We're back with more Tapped Out with Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine on the BetQL Network. See, 269 is now officially underway from T-Mobile Center in Las Vegas. I think there's going to be a lot of finishes tonight, including the first fight of the evening. This card is absolutely stacked, and it's not just the main card, but I absolutely love every single fight on this one. You got the Sugar Show back in action. You got Cody Garbrandt needing a win. You got Santiago Ponzinibbio, maybe the most underrated fighter in the entire uh, UFC, you got Amanda Nunez, the GOAT fighting, and then, of course, you got Charles Oliveira and Dustin Poirier. If I said, Brendan, that one of these fights for sure is going to end in a knockout, you can take any of the aforementioned or you can take any other fight on the card. If people are just going to bet somebody's getting knocked out, I'm going to put my 10 or 20 bucks on it. I'm listening to the BetQL Network for the information. What are you telling them? Uh, I'm going to go with Tai Tuivasa knocking out Augusta Sakai. I think that's, that's, that's going to happen. That's going to happen. Somebody's getting knocked out in that fight, but the truth is it could go either way. Somebody's getting knocked out. Here's the thing, though. Don't do that thing broadcast. There's always the broadcast jinx. There's a couple things. Don't tell somebody when they have a perfect amount of free throws and don't say that before a fight. There's no way this one goes the distance because it's sure fire that whenever a broadcaster says that right before the fight, that fight's going the distance. Broadcaster jinx and fighting every single time. There's no way that one's going the distance. There's, I'm sorry. I said it. There's no way that one is it's going fine. the distance. It's fine. You say it. I don't want John Anik saying it before the cage. It'll jinx it. I'm telling you. Fair enough. A guy that didn't go the distance a whole lot because a lot of those ends winded by knockout. Let's bring on the former light heavyweight champion of the USC, the Hall of Famer, joining our first show here on Tapped Out. It is Sugar Rashad Evans. Rashad, how you doing, man? I'm great, man. How about you? I'm doing well. And so I look at the card and I see that there's another sugar on the marquee. Of course, I'm talking about sugar Sean O'Malley. Did he have to come to you at some point and be like, hey, Rashad, is it cool if I use the nickname? Yeah, we talked about it. We talked about it. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a good kid, man. He, he's very entertaining. He's got, he's got, he knows, uh, he knows what it means to market himself. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't do it. He don't do it by, you know. A lot, the way a lot of people do it, he, he has his own little style that he does with, and I, and I dig that. Rashad, very excited to get the news this week that you're making your comeback, man. Uh, Eagle FC is going to be coming to Miami on January 28th, and you're going to be on the card. Uh, Tyrone Spong's making his return to mixed martial arts as well. That's That that, that gets me going, Rashad. What made you uh, decide that you wanted to come back? Man, you know, uh, I've been training Greg Hardy for a while, and I've just been training myself and just, you know, just for mental health, you know what I'm saying? Staying active. is Once you get that in your blood as far as being a fighter, it's hard to turn it off. And um, I've just been training myself for a while, just keeping myself in shape and, and uh, pushing myself. And then um, training Greg and stuff like that, and, and I'm training a bunch of other guys too. So I'm training with these guys. I'm like, man, I, I can do this. You know, I can, I can do this. I, I can train with – I can hang with these guys. And I'm like, you know what? After dealing with, you know, what we've all been dealing with for the past – year and a half or so i was like who knows what's going to happen next so if 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 fighting is never going to be able to something i'm going to do it again if i have the opportunity i'm going to do it you know what's the goal with coming back rashad offers it to keep fighting for as long as you possibly can because a lot of guys come back but then a lot of guys hang it up right afterwards what's your end game i mean i don't i don't i don't really feel like i really need to have an end game for me i'm just I'm just enjoying it right now. You know what I'm saying? Just just for this fight and what, what this training means to me. There's something about honing my body that really honed my mind and it's a process that I really miss. 
uh, as being a fighter. You know, for me, fighting is a spiritual thing, and um, to be able to test myself on a level is something that I greatly miss. But you know, it's not something that um, you know I, I don't I don't need it. You know, and and, that, and that's the difference. You know, coming back around and just kind of having fun with it. It's just that I I, uh, I went through that valley know of uncertainty of just what was it all what was all for and just you know I was shaking off the mental fog of you know just being burned out and not wanting to compete and now I'm at a place where I'm like you know what I'll have a fight for fun and it is what it is you know I'm not going to put too much into it I'm not saying it has to be this it has to be that I'm going to go out there and just enjoy myself one good, one good time and you know it will be what it's, it's meant to be how did you end up linking up with uh, Habib's promotion? Like he's making his uh, U.S. debut in Miami, coming up in January. But how specifically did you end up with them? Uh, well, Habib uh, is a good friend of mine, but also you know we, we are uh, we're stablemates in the same in, in the same uh, management team with uh, Ali Abdelaziz, and um, you know uh, Ali was like, you know, if you really want to do this then this would be the car to do it on. You know, Ali's very protective over me. Uh, me and Ali uh, kind of grew up in a fight game together, started off at Jackson camp together, and uh, he has been by my side ever since. So, you know, he, he wasn't a fan of me wanting to come back and do a, a fight, but he said, if, if you're going to do it, then I want to make sure that you get, you know, uh, it, it's right, you know, and, and this would be the best car to do it on. So, and, and, and I want to jump on the opportunity because, I never fought on a card with Tyrone Spung. You know, Tyrone Spung is, yeah. is like a brother to me. So getting a chance to fight on the same card as him is, is something that, uh, that that's another milestone that I'll be able to mark off. Hamming it up with Sugar Rashad Evans here on the BetQL Network. Brendan Tobin down in Miami. Sean Levine here in Kansas City. You got tapped out. So – when you look at this card, man, I think it's absolutely stacked, and they all are, but this is a banger to end the year. Let's go right up to the top with Oliveira versus Poirier. I don't know how the odds makers decided to favor in this one. Which direction are you leaning? It's tough, man. It's tough because you have Dustin Poirier. For me, is the is is the uncrowned, like, you know, uh undisputed champion for for, for the murders row that he went through. To, to, to even be in this position, you know what I'm saying? So it's hard to go against him, but then on the other end, you got this beast in Charles Oliveira who just is coming into his own, you know what I'm saying? Like, this kid is so dynamic in so many different ways. He can do it standing up. He can do it inside in clinch position. He can do it off the cage. If you go to the ground, he's got some submissions and submissions attacks that you have never seen before and don't, can't even anticipate. You know, he, he's so good in that space. So with that said, I think this is going to be a fast fight, and I think it's going to be a lot of uh, fast action. And I think the fast action, it benefits more of a Charles Oliveira. So I hate to do it, man, but I, I, I'm, I'm going to go with Charles, man. Wow. Wow. I'm surprised you said Champion, that, Rashad. underdog money. I mean, you might as well take it, right? That's 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 uh, that's totally fair. Uh, Rashad, uh, we've been also talking a lot about this uh, the second championship fight with Amanda you know, taking on Juliana Pena. And Juliana, she's talked to, she's talked a good game to get herself this fight, but nobody gives her a chance. Like nobody thinks that she has any chance in hell about beating Amanda. Is there any realm or possibility you see Juliana coming out with her hand raised and becoming new champion or just, just Amanda, just another level? Amanda is another level, but here's the thing about it. Like sometimes success can be the very uh, seed for, uh, for failure. And by that, I mean this, when you've been so as 
as successful as Amanda has been and just been dominated everybody. And, you know, she's been um, touted as, as the greatest woman fighter of all time. And, you know, cre- recreating the problem and recreating that mindset of, of needing to fight, of, of wanting to fight somebody, needing the hunger of a challenge challenger, it can be hard to do because you've had so many come before and you can get kind of complacent. And I only bring in complacency to say this, you know, she's, 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 she's developing a lot of new things in her own far as like being the parent and, you know, you know, seeing the other side, you know, once you get a glimpse of the other side of what it's going to be like, once you decide to stop fighting and, and start making plans, then you're kind of like, you know, I can do without this because I've already done so much. So this is all speculative. You know, it, it remains to be seen which Amanda, is, is she still the same fierce lioness that we know, or has the lioness kind of, you know, went to, went to mommy mode or you know, parent mode and, and more or less, you know, looking to uh, secure a couple bags before she, she ends it, but the heart's not in the same place. So in that, in that reality of the picture I just painted, I can see uh, Pena, the uh, Venezuela vixen, coming in with an upset but at the end of the day let's be honest here this is a man of newness <laughs> yeah the only uh the only lion parent that i know is mufasa from the lion king we're talking with <laughs> rashad evans here on tapped out the bet ql network by the way man and is a heavy favorite as expected minus a thousand if you want to put your money on juliana Pena, you can get her big plus money at plus 660 so everybody calls her the goat rashad because that's what she is but they're basically referring to her as the best women's fighter of all time if we're just talking about best fighters of all time, where do you slide Amanda Nunez in based on what she's already done? Man, you know, there, there's so many great fighters, but I mean, with what she's done, um, you got you got to put her up up at least in the top five. I mean, I, I mean, at least at least in, in, in a, if if we're going to ten, she's 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 definitely in there. I mean, um, I you know one thing about her and, and the thing about the whole women's MMA game in general is that we watched it evolve from such an interesting point of view to now. Their transitional flow between one technique to the next is so smooth. You know what I'm saying? It's, it, it, there really is, you know, it, they have closed the gap, you know, and, and a lot of guys, a lot of people in general, you know, they enjoy watching the women fights because, you know, watching these women um, has honestly changed the sport of mixed martial art. And by that, I mean this. You know, before mixed martial arts was thought of as a sport that a bunch of, you know, knucklehead tough guys are doing and trying to prove that tough, you know, ego-based kind of thing. But then you bring these women in here with a different kind of energy and you see that they're getting a lot of support, you know. And it's funny because women's sports, they struggle in general. But to see women really find success in the most unlikely place as a fight scenario is is unbelievable. And, um, you know she's a big part of it, and and you know hats off hats off to all the women who who've put in the work to bring it to where it is right now. Talking to Sugar Rashad Evans, who's making his comeback January 28th down here, my man Eagle FC. Very excited to see the UFC Hall of Famer back in action. Your nicknamesake, Sugar Sean O'Malley. Um, a lot of people think that he is going to win tonight, and he's probably going to do it in a dynamic fashion. When you see him, Rashad, what do you think of his ceiling as a fighter? What do you think that Sugar Sean can be? I think he can be really good, man. I mean, watching him, he is he is really good. He's got great finesse. He's got great control. He's got great vision. 
when it comes to he has great power, you know, especially at that weight class. And he's a nice, tall fighter, so he has great range as well, too. Who knows how to use it and knows how to fight like a, a tall fighter. And that's saying a lot because a lot of guys who are tall, they don't really understand how to use that long range. But he's a fighter who does. Feeling is high for him, but I think the thing that can cut, cut, catch him up and not make him uh, grow to where he needs to be is if he keeps on getting to the point where he's not challenged, you know, because it, it's only through the challenges that we grow. You know, we can be as good as we want to be uh, in, in a comfortable setting, but at the end of the day, unless you have that challenge, unless you have that rival, unless you have that, that, that other person who is your equal, you don't really grow. And I feel like he could be very good, but he needs to start fighting some people. Sean O'Malley, a big favorite tonight. Minus one, minus 330. You can get Paiva at plus 265 if you want to play that. Let's move on to the Cody Garbrandt fight, Rashad, where he's taking on Kaikara France. This one's bound to be exciting. Cody's the favorite at minus 136. You can get Kaikara France at a plus 116. How much is it a complete reset in the career of Cody if he wins this fight because he was able to actually switch weight classes? It's huge for Cody. I mean, to be able to do this for Cody, it, it will mean uh, it, it'll be something good for him because, you know, he's been he's been hot and cold at 135 and former champion. You know, he's trying to find that 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 reinvention, you know, reinvent his why, to say the least. And, and he's been able to to do it so far by being able to make the weight and stuff. But now we just got to go out there and see how it performs because, I mean, it, just because the guys are small, it doesn't mean it's going to be easier. You know, they bring a whole new set of other uh, problems that you might not be able to deal with. You know I mean? At 135, Cody being a smaller guy, he was able to use, you know, some of that speed and some of that power combination that people didn't really, that really pe- people didn't really expect. And he's able to put people to sleep, you know, but at 125, He's with the fastest of the fastest and guys who have a lot of volume and guys who have a lot of creativity and guys who have a lot of good attributes that at 135 they didn't have. So he's going to have his work cut out, especially against Kai Kyle France, who stand up is absolutely dynamic. So this is going to be a, a great fight. Rashad, uh, you mentioned him a little bit earlier in the interview, but you're going to be on this uh, upcoming call with Tyrone Spong uh, making his comeback to the cage. What is he looking like in training and uh, how excited are you to see what he's going to be able to do with this new promotion? Man, I'm excited watching him train. I mean, just because, like, you know, Tyrone is, is a stand-up, like, his stand-up is, is absolutely untouchable, you know what I'm saying? Especially since the fact that he's been boxing for so long, you know, he's got only gotten better with his hands and his vision of seeing where to put these punches, especially his body punches, his liver shot. His, uh, he puts people down all the time in training with that and just touching them. So um, he, he's... He's got it on so many levels, and now he's been working a ground game, you know, working on his wrestling. You know, Tyrone has some of the best clinch game in the game, you know, that, that I've trained with. Um, you know, a lot of times when we just move around and mess up, mess around, he can actually trip me and get me down off of that inside tight trip that he does so well, just offset of my balance. So, you know, he's, he's learning the MMA game uh, more and more as far as, like, all the different subtleties and nuances on the ground. And he's enjoying himself doing it, you know. So I think that uh, he's gonna go out there and he's gonna he's gonna put on a great show. That's Rashad Evans, the UFC Hall of Famer. Can't thank you enough for your time, Rashad. Really appreciate it, man. No problem, guys. Thank you, man. Enjoy the fight. Yep, the fights have officially started. Coming up next, we're gonna pull on the, put a bow on this thing, and we're gonna tap out right here on the Bet QL Network. <laughs> 